Welcome back to the Blindsiders. I am Ben and I'm joined by Brian and Dylan as always. And we are here to talk about episode number two of Survivor 45. And uh, I don't know about you guys, I'm I'm enjoying the season so far. I think that, uh, you know, uh, I think I, tell, uh, I told you guys this over text, but my biggest takeaway so far is 90 minute episodes. They're, they're working for me. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, I agree. I like the season. Um, I think any, I think uh, any of my uh, my worries kind of left uh, with Hannah last week because I, I thought that this was a very good episode. Uh, I, nothing, honestly, nothing but positives to say, really, except for a certain thing said by our, our beloved uh, Jeffrey that we'll talk about later. But um, it also feels like that this this episode particularly was one of the if you put like percentage to runtime, one of the least uh, Jeff, uh, hmm. I don't know why I'm like flubbing this up. Jeff just wasn't in the episode as much as I would like expect him to be. Uh, and I thought that, that was nice too. So yeah, I agree. I'm enjoying the season. I enjoy, I think that there's a lot of really cool tribe dynamics and uh, <laughs> 90 minutes. They're utilizing it very, very well when before they weren't utilizing their 60 minutes well at all. So that's nice. Yeah. I mean, Huge shout out. We got an intro. Amazing. Loved it. Felt like, you know, I was right back watching Survivor as a kid. That's awesome. We got new puzzles in this season. That's incredible. I remember somebody did an interview saying that they never lit a fire on one of these new school seasons because they didn't feel like they needed it. Um, Now they've given them a reason to have a fire um it's it's all really great i have zero complaints about this season so far and if you've listened to this podcast for the five seasons we've been doing it you know that i always find something to complain about yeah uh same i 100 agree i have basically zero complaints for episodes one and two so far uh love the cast uh i think they've they've made like a lot of good uh tweaks and changes based off of I don't know, based on feedback from from the audience or from internally from the first four seasons of the new era, but they've definitely uh, like made multiple good changes. They changed the sit-out rule, uh, probably because of Claire from season 44, uh, who was eliminated from the show like four episodes in without having competed in a single challenge. Uh, right. they, uh, they changed the puzzles up, as Brian mentioned, presumably because of Carson, uh, demonstrating to them that uh, if you reuse the same puzzles over and over again, people can just learn them, uh, which might have been why Brandon thought he was good at puzzles coming in and didn't end up Ooh, being good. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Maybe maybe his, his uh, understanding of how good he is at puzzles was just that he studied them. And, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> that obviously was not helpful when they changed them all up. Um, but yeah, I think the, the biggest stat that I can point to as to like, uh, how well 90 minute episodes are working is every single player has had a confessional, uh, in both episodes. There hasn't been a single player in either episode to not have a confessional. Uh, the lowest number, uh, is Jay Maya who has had exactly one in both, uh, but everyone else has had, uh, more than, you know, the, the two confessionals. So like very, like, I, I think that also speaks to my uh, view of the cast so far. I think J. Mai is the only member of the cast that I really don't feel like I have that good of a grasp on. But the other now 15 members, I feel like I have a pretty good view. 
And because I completely agree, even then she had her her moment in this episode mm-hmm. where she deciphered the puzzle or deciphered that it was some sort of uh, uh, riddle or puzzle or something yeah. On, yeah. on there. Um, so even then, when she said uh, next to no confessions, I still there's something to like talk about with mm-hmm. her as a player, I guess. So that's, yeah. yeah. I do feel like that moment though is more of an alley oop to uh, like Austin slam dunk as opposed to like a J Maya moment. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, in, in hindsight, but uh, yeah, definitely we had that uh, we did at least get like a, a small little like three minute segment with her. Um, so yeah, I I again no complaints so far. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think I think pretty much every like misstep they've made. Uh, and the new era, they've like at least course corrected a little bit on uh, so far in the season. Mm. Yeah, it's been great. Um, I really like the sit out rule. Um, it's so funny though that like Claire was the one who like drew the ire of Jeff. Like, <laughs> you can't do this when like Abby Maria, Sandra, yeah. like other players who are perhaps Chelsea, iconic. Chelsea. I, I felt like sat out for weeks in the game i think it's well i i do think it's because also it it affects like it, especially with the, the poor poor edits i think last season it really affected kind of uh screen time in general too because at that point it was seemed like one of the only times we were ever really seeing her was when she was sitting out challenges so maybe that's why because i mean that is a good point of looking back at somebody like, like uh like abby but it was almost like it was it was part of the narrative that Abby kept sitting out rather than just like a very unfortunate set of circumstances where this like uh, person that we're going to keep having sit out, keep sitting out. Um, so maybe that's why. But I, I definitely I like I like uh, I, I like the adjustments they're making. It seems like it seems like obviously it took them about like three or four seasons to kind of hear everything and, and fully get it, get it in. And obviously that's because they record. Uh, in batches every summer, but uh, I didn't even think about that too about the about the new puzzles and and uh, Brandon obviously like pretty much everybody else that's the, the quote unquote survivor super fan is uh, is practicing like like Carson last season beforehand trying to get a trying to become like a, a, a master at it. It's 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 great. I mean, it's everything I would say. We've been saying of switching up the puzzles and not doing the same ones every single season. Basically, what seems like every single like uh, day was the same was the same one each other season. You know what I mean? Like day five was always puzzle a and day 10 was always puzzle B. Uh, so that's really cool. Uh, and obviously I'm a, I'm both a lover and a hater of the super fan. So I think it's nice too that, uh, that there, there's something new there to be had, even if it's just like a simple different puzzle. Uh, but uh, man, Brandon, can't wait to talk about him. I, I I think I do think that he's getting dragged way too much yeah, online. We all uh, we all get it. But he sucks at the challenges. He's a bad survivor player. Probably one of the worst of all time statistically. And you know I'm saying this as the guy who picked him as my winner pick. Uh, you know uh, first round draft pick. Uh, definitely uh, off the board. Uh, I uh, I Zach Wartenberger myself there for uh, for Brian's sake. You know. Uh, and uh, now all three of us have somebody who went out like super duper early because uh, uh, Dylan also had uh, what was his name J A R J something oh J J D J D J D yes yeah but he didn't end up calling himself 
Yeah, that was a weird thing where like the name at the beginning. Yeah, when we read the cast was like completely different from what he called himself. Yeah, uh, yeah. in the game. Yeah, yeah, I forgot all about JD, which is weird because I think I almost hated JD more uh, than Brandon because I think Brandon was really entertaining, where JD was just super annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, 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 I agree. And then we had that kind of like the the force drama between like him and Shan and Shan basically like cutting loose this stray dog that she fell in love with. Uh, mm-hmm. That she wanted to take home, but realized the dude just had rabies. Um, yeah, I a lot of because I think now I'm seeing because now that I'm on the other side of where I have, I, I I am more in favor of this season than I am of of like complaining about their problems and stuff. And it definitely like a, there's still just so so many people complaining about this season uh, in terms of like a, a like a player and a and a, and a uh, casting perspective, but I still think, you know, uh, Brandon's kind of arc of basically just being this complete loser, uh, I thought still was really well played out rather than being someone that you're just like, get this bum off the show. I'm like, kind of, I'm still sad he left because he was that, that entered, it was like, you just wanted to see how he would fail next week. And so it does, it kind of stinks that, uh, it kind of stinks that we don't get that anymore, but. Man, I kind of hope I kind of if there's gonna be like a, a second chance season, I would I would love to have Brandon come back to either prove that he's that he's like he's the bad news bears or that he's like really turned it around. I'm good on Brandon. I think yeah, <laughs> you know this is best case scenario for him to be honest. Like we've been talking about Carson a lot because of the puzzles, they're both the exact same archetype, right? Well. Carson's a little bit more like super genius as well as super fan, but like Carson also went to the gym beforehand and got fit. Yeah, they couldn't have prepared differently (laughs) for coming on Survivor. Carson got jacked and ripped, and like he knew he had to do it. And it's so funny because Carson posted a picture of him last night putting you know, his buff on him the same way Brando did Mm -hmm. uh, in this. And he's like lost all the muscle. Like that's not his walking around, you know, physique. Uh, He's very, very thin, but uh, you know, I, I just wish Brandon, someone who has been in casting for these shows for a long time. He said he was in finals for BB 21. We're on BB 25 now. Like, I wish he committed a little bit to training himself physically for, for this game, you know? I I do wonder, too, because it brought up Emily. Emily was cast super late. I guess I don't know about super late, but she had mentioned that she didn't even apply to the show until this till December of, of 2022. Um, so maybe, I don't know. I mean, I, I doubt he got cast, like, weeks before. Maybe he did. I don't know. Um, but maybe it's kind of like no, he said he get, also got cut last like the a year before he got on, yeah, like at the last minute. He knew he was like getting right there, mm-hmm. and if he kept pushing, he could get on to one of these shows. Um, which is just like it's just it's frustrating. I don't think that's unfair for me as a fan to be like, oh man, this guy. He was a super fan, didn't prepare himself at all. Like that's frustrating. Mm-hmm. It's important. Yeah. It's, Im- it's important to note too that uh, the flaws in his game were well beyond just also just being out of shape. 
as well. Like clearly, I I, th- I, think, I think that his, he was a good social player. I think I think that he was a fine social player, but I think that we saw too. We saw with um, losing his vote when early in the episode saying he can't afford to lose a vote was a uh, was kind of like a, a wild transition. Um, yeah. at least, I just uh, think like. Based on his challenge performance, the fact that there was ever a moment's hesitation of his tribe to not immediately vote him off (laughs) proves to me that he's pretty decent socially. That's true. I mean, I guess you say that about like Jatia, like, (laughs) like yeah, I Jatia better social player than Garrett Adelston and uh, and David Sampson. David Sampson, yeah, yeah. I guess low bar. <laughs> really low bar. That brains tribe, amazing. Uh, but I mean, yeah, he's just definitely someone who. God, I feel like I'm ragging on him so hard, and I don't mean to be. He seems very nice. Um, he just seems like someone who. I guess probably didn't grow up playing like organized sports in any way. And just like, I think he said that I think very said that. panicky mm-hmm. whenever there's any pressure, which is like the worst <laughs> thing you can do for any of these, you know, survivor, big brother, amazing race. If you're like a person who gets in their own head during any of these challenges, like it's just game over, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, the the comparison that I saw that I think is the most appropriate to a path player is that uh, Jacob Derwin. Oh God, I, I think that's Jacob. Yeah, I, I I think that's like the most like reasonable comparison point. Uh, somebody else who was that came in was a super fan, but was like pretty wildly in over his head and like had a kind of misplaced uh, you know uh, expectation for their own ex, you know abilities and experience. Uh, I will say. It felt like Brandon at least knew, like, oh, things are not going well for me. Sure, that's fair. I mean, it's, I think he's, he's like Jacob Derwin on, like, speed, you know? Right, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was, like, turned up to 11. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Um, the, the reason I don't think that he was really playing that well of a social game, at least from, like, my point of view, either was that he was basically playing – from what it looked like to me, he was playing a game of like, I love Survivor so much, don't send me home. So like that that was my that was my perspective of uh, of his social game was that I think people more so felt bad for him than they wanted to get rid of him because like we saw with um, Sean, Sean like pretty much like halfway through the episode immediately recognized that he's a nice guy, but he is so so bad in 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 these challenges, and that that is crazy. To, like what you, you said, Brian, that he could have been playing maybe the best social game ever. And he was probably still going home because of just how bad he was at challenges. Uh, that, that is, that is in itself wild. And I guess we talked about in the, in the, our group text last night too, is that uh, I guess in the end, him losing his vote really didn't matter, but I still think that the path of him getting there to me would just looked really stupid too. Um, like I said, I, 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 he definitely is getting dragged way more than he's not. Cause he was still entertaining to watch for me. Like oh, I yeah, probably could have sure. did two or three more weeks of, of him just like bumble butting his way around that island, and I would have been totally in. I think if he is a replacement level physical competitor, he maybe makes it this vote and maybe can potentially get over Sean and be in the three of this, you know, 
And then maybe Sabai is like, well, he's very loyal to me. I want to keep him, you know? I think it's just he's so bad at challenges that like if I was on Survivor and he was my family member, I'd be like, this is we gotta he's gotta go. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I don't even know if I don't even know if he has to be your replacement level. I think he just needs to be like like 25th percentile. Like I feel like he, if he just wasn't like probably a bottom 10 challenge performer in the history of the show, he probably would have been fine. Like, cause like all yeah. you have to do, all you have to do is be like competent at one of the three puzzles he did, either the two immunities or the one in the, um, the, the solo on the island. Mm. Because like, if he wins that challenge on the island, he gets presumably a safety without power, mm-hmm. which he can then use at this tribal council and save himself. And he's yeah. still in the game one more uh, round. So like, he literally just had to do one puzzle sort of well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the puzzle being matching patterns. Yeah. Literally, yeah, as he puts it, like literally an elementary school level, like uh, like something you give to like five-year-olds to occupy their time. <laughs> That's so tough. It was also very tough to watch him like be like, I've always wanted to do this. <laughs> and that did not work. It was like, yeah. oh, Jesus Christ, dude. This is like when you have a nightmare but it's like if it was like Survivor themed. Mm-hmm. I, I know yeah. exactly. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, just like of like you like trying to run away from the monster, but you can't yeah. run type situation. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, this is like this is like karmic justice level of like everything can go wrong will go wrong. <sighs> Poor guy. Um, and I think it's it's wild too because uh, trying to sit back and, and think about it, he's the only person who's my whose projection was going down for me rather than up too out of all these episodes because i think everybody everybody either either stayed level like i just don't know enough about them yet to like fully judge their game or i do think that there was like two or three players in in these episodes that really projected themselves as potentially being very good players he was the only one for me that just completely plummeted down too uh but it is just wild in hindsight, I guess, of how bad of a game he was playing. But yeah. uh, I still want him back. I want him back for, for a second chance. I want to see if he's either going to be a first boot again or he's like, he just gets fucking jacked and ripped. And he's I, just will, like, I will train him to lift weights. Reach out to me, Brandon. Let's yeah. do this. I will get you jacked. <laughs> <laughs> it's good personal motivation, too. You know, you can train yeah. together. Yeah. Um, you you can yeah. help me lose weight and I'll help you get yoked. He's Brian, yeah. Brian will just like kill him and put on a wig and then just go on the show as him. You're gonna win survivor, you're gonna die. Yeah. Those are the only options. This is the only you can only redeem yourself by winning survivor at this point. I think um, literally if you just put on glasses, I think you can maybe you, you could like pass. Yeah, I can do the hair. I just gotta like put some blonde highlights in my very dark hair. Mm-hmm. pull it off no i mean i just i feel like like you said Dylan, people have been hard on him but it's hard to judge like the show and not be hard at him on him right? oh for sure like, and you people are also going on these shows it's not like it, there's not a i mean it gets when people start getting like having their families and stuff like like uh, attacked or anything like that obviously that's when you're getting absolutely insane um, but uh, like people are going on these shows, so I, I don't necessarily feel like bad for him because in the end, you're going on this show. He's gonna he'll have something to call back to the rest of his life, like the show he wanted. Um, but I think people like kind of as a collective group of fans are are, are almost being uh, they're being over dramatic 
about a lot of different things too, which I've noticed in more things than just talking about Brandon too, of like talking about how, how like dead survivor is or how saying that this is like the best season ever. Like there's just yeah. two totally different perspectives rather than I feel like for the first time we're kind of like fully in the middle of just sitting back and, and enjoying the ride. Uh, and production has stayed out of their way too, which has been as of, as of now has stayed out of their own way so far. I'm not, yeah. I'm not a, I, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of the first like real vote or even like an, as early as a vote as this would have been had last week been a real vote of two people not having a vote. That's the, that's like my one complaint is that, is that we're already at a point of having no votes, uh, which is, which is dumb, but it's not. So everything else is working so well. It's not, it's not killing, killing the game for me. Yeah. All Sabaya needs to do is get a fight. That's all she needs is she gets her vote back. Another just like perfect narrative to fall into mm-hmm. place too for the seasons that the, the one tribe that cannot get fire needs fire right now. Yeah, that was amazing. You know, the producers are all just like high fiving and like going crazy that she's the first one to find the idol encased in wax. <laughs> and it's like, it like it, it it hit for me in real time the same time that it hit for her. That wait a minute, I don't have fire to do this. Yeah, I thought um. I thought Brandon was going to come through uh, with a Yao man. Like, you know, he's using the drops of water on his glasses. I think the problem was Yao man was like, the, the sun has to be directly above for this to work. Maybe that was the issue. But uh, I thought he was going to get to start the fire and be a hero. And then it just didn't happen. I mean, it should be possible, right? Because, like, there's it's Fiji. They're, they were in Fiji that season. So, it's, like, yeah. Everything is <laughs> the same. I mean, Mr. Wentworth. Yeah, he he broke his his half. That was insane. Yeah, that was a little extreme. Probably unnecessary. Yeah, I guess... Weren't they fake or something? Yeah, they were like a really weak prescription that he said he needed, but he didn't actually... Like fringe reading glasses. Yeah, right, exactly. (laughs) And they were like, yeah, I mean, he's old. He must need glasses. Yeah, I mean, you can't... you, you, You can't be like the guy that tells the, you know... 60 year old dude, he can't bring glasses on the show. That's kind of fucked yeah. up. <laughs> but yeah, doesn't maybe I'm wrong. Does, does Emily have glasses? Or maybe it was Hannah. Hannah did, yeah. And uh, they could have, you know, combined their glasses to make a fire. Mm. <laughs> you would think at some point in the two days, but yeah, that didn't happen. Yeah. I mean, speaking of Emily, though, Dylan mentioned that uh, a number of people this episode had uh, had some rises. I think the the biggest player on this on this episode to get a rise uh, in in stock, uh, which I think we probably saw a little bit coming, based off of how extreme uh, her uh, <laughs> her edit was in, in episode one and how it seemed like she was going to be sticking around, uh, mm-hmm. is Emily, uh, who really turned it around. I think this uh, this episode, and I, I've. I loved Emily from like moment one in the show, and I've been a, a fan, so I'm uh, I'm very I'm very excited for her arc and to see where this goes. I was very happy that she literally put in the work, and then she got to stay. Like it's like, yeah, that's awesome. She actually like heard the criticism from her mm-hmm. tribe mates, and in a couple of days, did what she could to change their perception and change what she was doing. And I think that really should be commended i was i was very impressed the so obviously emily yeah, yeah. i mean uh, emily had uh, the best arc i i wasn't so sold that she wasn't going to be the one to just go home today like when we first went into this episode i thought maybe last week was just completely building building her up to being like the, the least self-aware person ever 
and we kind of got there at the beginning of this episode when they were all going back after at the tribal. Um, but yeah, her her arc of of and I, the other player on this tribe that I I would highlight too is Caleb, uh, who I thought was incredibly smart uh, going in um, going into to. Uh, it seems great that nobody's everybody's committed to an alliance, but no one's committed to an alliance type situation this season this early on where I do think that overplaying an alliance as early is dumb. Uh, and I thought him and, and somebody else in the blue tribe was really smart to branch out. Uh, and I think that Caleb also helped, helped give Emily kind of the confidence to realize that she had a fighting chance at that point. Um, but yeah, she definitely, she turned it around. She listened to what the complaints were, uh, realized, became self-aware uh, and realized, uh, realized that she, her days were going to be numbered, to a much much uh, shittier player um if she didn't turn around so they 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 literally went two different ways um uh, brandon and emily and yeah she's i i, I hated her at first and then it was a i hate uh, love to hate her type situation but um i definitely find myself uh, rooting for her much more now and uh i think she also has the potential to have a larger blow up if maybe this is she goes back to her her old ways, which would be another interesting way to go. So, yeah, I, I definitely agree. I, I I like Emily a lot, and like I said, Caleb was another player from one of like four or five players I'll talk about that I thought that his game uh, got a little bit better this week, and I think seeing him more and maneuver with Emily and and all, trying to do everything with Sabaya, uh, I thought was was good. Um, and it's, it makes that tribe so much more interesting now too that they're not just the the bumbling idiots that got to carry about like the nicotine addict and 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 uh, bumblebutt Brandon. So uh, much more solid storytelling there. Like it, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think it's, it'll be interesting to see. I think uh, Marianne had a tweet that. Uh, she learned in two episodes what it took Spencer two seasons to learn. But I also, you know, we, we said that she had like the personality evaluation similar to Cass, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I did see like a little bit of Cass from her first season, then to Cass in Second Chance, where she was like, This is not what I want to be doing, but I have to do it because I want to, you know, go far in this game. So I'm going to change my ways as much as possible. She did still, you know, say, you know, she's very straightforward when, when they were like, Oh, let's look for the idol together. She was like, this is bullshit. This is just the babysit me. And then when they're like, I was a uh, Brandon to the uh, summit. She was like, also feels like a little bit of bullshit here. Mm-hmm. And I love that. She's, she's awesome. You know, that she's just like saying it and just being like, I know what you're doing. Like, <laughs> I, I'm not in a position to do anything about it, but just know that I know. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, when Emily said that she worked in finance, I was like, okay, nah, that makes sense. I get it now. <laughs> everything, everything, just the pieces just put together at that point. I was like, okay, yeah. Definitely big uh, person who works in finance vibes <laughs> from Emily. Yeah. No, I agreed. I did love her. Like, apparently people aren't like stocks. It's yeah. like, what? Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, if we're making the Spencer comparison, that's like very much like, oh yeah, people are like chess pieces. Oh wait, I guess they're not. <laughs> At least chess is a game, like a yeah. strategy game. I guess stocks are kind of a strategy game for like psycho rich people. Mm-hmm. 
the rest of us is just uh, what we watch our 401k go down on. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I'm, I'm very excited to see where Emily goes. I think she's in it for the long haul. I think she is definitely making the merge at this point. I think that the show is definitely invested in her as a character long term. So I'm excited to see what that arc, how that arc pays off. Uh, and I, I definitely, after episode one, was like, I have no idea who's winning. There's like no real indications so far, but I know that Emily is not winning. Uh, but now I actually, I think there's definitely a, a story there. I think it would be a really cool story. I, I, I'm still not like fully sold on who, who could win and can't win at this point, mm-hmm. uh, especially based off recent seasons. I'm like hesitant to, to pick. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Um, yeah. I guess do we want to talk about, uh, Blue Tribe or Reba next? Um, oh, Bello, right? And Reba. Yeah, I think I think Bello is probably like more interesting. Uh, I think there's more going on there. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas like Reba's like, hey, the four of us are an alliance. <laughs> it's like, okay, there's not really much moving parts. It seems. Mm-hmm. I do want to. I do want to highlight that I. I think that my my uh, my uh, Napoleon Dynamite pick is uh, is working out really well. So yeah. Far. yeah. He had, Everyone loves him. Yeah, like, looking at that. um, looking at uh, confessional. Cause I look, I checked confessional counts to make sure that I got that stat right. He uh is one of the highest uh, confessional counts of the cast on a tribe that hasn't gone on trial council. Like the only other people who are like in that vicinity are like uh, Sabaya and Emily, and then I think it's I think he's third behind them. I think he's uh, I think he's already playing a good social game, and I think he also he just. If you would if you would have told me that he's like what he's like 22 23 something like that 21 mm-hmm. maybe uh, if you would have told me uh, he just he speaks really well for someone that age too both in his confessionals and when he's talking to other people uh, so like I said I, I don't know if I really have a favorite of who I think is gonna win but he's definitely I definitely like my pick for him a lot and I think that he's yeah. he's doing a very good job on that tribe now but I mean who knows everything once shit hits the fan and there's actual controversy that's like when we really see but um uh, he's probably my biggest highlight from from Red. Yeah, he does. He does have Ivy League energy, though. He does seem like he could have been like a, a secondary character on the social network. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Welcome okay. to Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Coder. Coder B. Yeah. Coder. Um, Coder. He could have been like a one, like a friend of the Winklevoss twins. Yeah. Or yeah. Like that. <laughs> I do. I uh, know what you're saying, Dylan. Like I. When I was watching Drew talk, I was like, "This man has the personality of a of a sixty eight year old. <laughs> like he just he will be this version of himself as long as he lives." I feel, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. He, he's he's very fun. Um, it's also very funny when it shows him standing next to his tribe mates, and his head is completely out of frame. Uh, he is so tall. Freakishly tall. He's a freaking yeah. It's like, which you know what? Sometimes people are just drawn to tall people. Uh, yeah. So uh, I mean, the the main kind of you know structure that we get we see on this tribe uh, is built mostly around this like uh, Drew and Julie conversation that we see, mm-hmm. uh, and like they kind of each as a centerpiece, bring in their actual number one allies, which for Drew is Austin, and then for Julie, it's uh, it's D. And that's kind of like the new like structure of the of the tribe. 
I don't know. If, what, what are you guys' thoughts on kind of that, uh, that structure? I don't think that this tribe is going to be going to, to, uh, yeah, no, I don't, I agree. (laughs) So uh, this could, this could be the tribe that, uh, I mean, as of right now, I'm assuming this tribe as a whole is going to be the one that goes in with the numbers. Like we just said. Um, so it is interesting. And then I think that Julie is doing a little bit better than I would have assumed from Mm -hmm. the start as well. Um, it's like, it's so tough too, because I, I, it's, Sifu coach junior. Um, I think he's just like another interesting, I, I think that it's a tribe that actually, I believe all really like each other at the moment. Um, so I, I don't put as much stock in, in, in twos and twos going in here, but I guess, like I said, we'll see once they actually face some sort of adversity. They're like, like but they, they are like the only tribe I generally believe would all maybe stick together in a, in a alliance should they move on. Um, but I guess, I guess we'll see. But I, I, if we do see them at tribal, it will only be maybe once before, before, uh, before we merge. Yeah. I mean, it's very great that, uh, the tribe with the new Steven and JT already have coach on it. Perfect. Yeah. This is, this is just like, uh, uh, so we're, are we going to fill up the rest of the uh, the tribe with like uh, token chains archetypes? Like so Julie's Debbie, know, yeah, Julie's Debbie, and then uh, you know, I guess D is like I don't even know who D would be. I, like, there's no woman from like that alliance that pulled in, right? So <laughs> Julie's like, Julie's, yeah. I was going to say Julie seems much less uh, cutthroat than Debbie, though. Right. Yeah, yeah, I disagree. I, I think I think uh, Julie could definitely be as cutthroat as. Uh... I'd love to see it. That'd be yeah, great. yeah, exactly. I'd love to see an older lady come on here and like play like a Tina Weston game. Mm-hmm. Modern day Tina. That'd be that'd be sick. Um, who is the girl who got voted off right before the merge from Jalapal? Oh, um, uh, Sydney, Sydney Wheeler. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe that's D. I don't know. Yeah, and then I guess like I don't know, like, uh, maybe, maybe actually maybe if if like this alliance is kind of what we're doing, like D would be like the the Taj who's like too mm. likable. I don't know. There's like yeah. so much you know that does, doesn't really work. <laughs> it is very funny that like when we were doing the preview for the season, I was like, wow, this buff I don't know just like feels like Survivor token jeans mm-hmm. to me, and then now they're like. The survivor token cheats redux. Yeah. It is tribe. cool. It is cool that uh like how many however many years later, like 14 years later at this point, Steven and JT still strategically relevant. The most iconic odd couple in survivor history, I think, mm-hmm. right? Like who else? I guess like like the closest is like Dom and Wendell. Yeah. And like even then they're still both like kind of type a i feel like you know mm-hmm. guys like i think the brain and the body uh, is so iconic from Steve um the uh um what's its name uh the same the season ben one um the the, the big uh, tall i'm getting ryan and yeah. Devin. yeah ryan, yes ryan and i guess Devin, those yeah. are another those that's a two that's another similar one yeah yeah if they could have gotten ben out maybe it would have been i think more but the fact that Devin was like a fallen angel, like last boot, mm-hmm. um, gets a little forgotten, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, there was a very iconic 
shot of him like starving to death on the beach. Mm. That's great. I guess like Malcolm and Denise also probably another like famous odd couple. True. Like, true. They worked really well. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah, you Tina Kobe. Mm-hmm. Classic. Yeah, very classic. Rudy mm-hmm. Richard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, but as far as like people that, as well as like, uh, as far as like uh, duos that people want to emulate, I do think Steven and JT are the most frequently yeah, cited. So successful too. And yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like Steven gives a lot to the people who value you know, the strategy for the show because he like dictated a lot of the mm-hmm. strategy. And then JT gives a lot for the people who are more like challenge and survival mm-hmm. uh, interested oriented. Yeah. And if you're Austin and somebody comes up to you and you're like, yeah, I want you to be the JT to my Steven. <laughs> That's great news. Yeah. You know, like yeah. <laughs> historically <laughs> it's like, yeah, sign me up for that. Uh, the Jeremy uh, Collins strategy of yeah. <laughs> Steven, I would love to work with you. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> He's two for two. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, Steven's an iconic ally. <laughs> Always the bridesmaid, though. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I would uh, Steven and JT. No, here's our tangent. Let's separately going already going on. Um, yeah, Steven and JT. That was because that was also one that was really close. Where like, uh, at least for me, going into it, I feel like either one of them could have won before. Uh, before we got to uh, the tribal council, that's what there. Steven thought too. <laughs> um, but once we got to that tribal council, I, I knew it was, yeah. it was a wrap. Um, but yeah, that was tough. Iconic, yeah. I, it's like one of those things too, like an alternate alternate universe. I would have loved to see them play together again, too. Mm. Um, like almost have like a, a duos season. I right? think both of them would have loved to have played together again. Yeah, yeah. If anything. Uh, Funny is Fishback the more successful of the two after their original season? Even it is very funny because JT won in a perfect game, and yet after the returning games for both of them, it's like, but was Steven better? Like, (laughs) it is wild to go from arguably one of the better wins uh, in Survivor to like questionably should because he wasn't not even being on like winners at war type thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, they're yeah, extenuating circumstances to that. True, but yeah, you, you know what I mean. Like, uh, and then having like, because that's like, I feel like that's a legit question of who was better after their OG season, Steven or mm-hmm. Steven or JT. And I, think I'll never forget the night JT got voted off of Game Changers after leaving his idol at home, and Ben texted me, "Did JT get kicked in the head by a horse <laughs> between season?" Well, he might have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember saying that, but that's pretty funny. Yeah, that was so fucking funny. It was um, like right after this snuff, and then just like that <laughs> on my phone. And then giving and then giving away an idol in his other season. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that I think in retrospect, JT in both of his returns probably felt a lot like he was playing with house money and was like True. trying to play this like very like high risk high ceiling game where he's like if this works out i'm gonna go down as like the the craziest most insanely good survivor player of all time (laughs) and i think a lot of that stemmed from like him assuming his reputation preceded him Mm -hmm. and like feeling like he needed to play that kind of a game in order to succeed Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) 
I do think it's very funny that he uh, he just like invented this insane narrative on heroes versus villains, but like mm-hmm. convinced himself like, yo, if I pull this off, if my insane theory of what's happening works out, ooh, I'm gonna win. And I mean, if it was true, he may have. Look, I think that it's it's easy for us to say it's insane because we have you know omnipotence and like right. or, uh, or like omniscience because. Like, you know, as we know, they didn't know who Russell was. Their, you know, experience from uh, poverty from, like, you know, two years previously, a year previously, was her running an all-women's alliance in Micronesia. Uh, like, it, a lot of pieces kind of seemed like they were fitting in place in terms of the narrative. It wasn't just JT. Pretty much all of the heroes were totally bought into this idea. Rupert was probably the one who was saying it the most, if anything uh and you know it definitely was like a collective decision and it was just because it was jt's idol and he's the one who wrote the ridiculous letter that he gets the majority of the the craft for it um but yeah i don't know it it was like again extremely high like unnecessarily high risk high reward (laughs) and then it was just like so unfortunate how parv like made the perfect television moment out of it you know like this is my love letter to you Mm -hmm. and then playing his idol to idol him out just like damn couldn't have gone worse although now this like nostalgia kick is like just make me realize that we'll never have anything like that in survivor again so like never mind the season (laughs) fucking hate this show (laughs) we were so high on 45 and now we're like reliving the the like glory moments of furious villains are like yeah. yeah. I guess well, like I guess I guess like it's like back to reality though. Is it it is tough to see like any sort of those like iconic moments or things like players like that coming out of any of these seasons like yeah. Well, yeah. they could but it's 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 still just a reminder that the game as a whole though is just a complete shell of what it used to be. I mean, I think that like there's been some decent plays like that, like not to that level, but like kind of like you know, if if Cody won his season, I think that moment where he votes out, um, oh God, yeah, Jesse many... won. Uh, the uh, if Jesse out. won, and yeah, and he stole Cody. But that out. was like the first moment that came to my mind yeah. in the year was Jesse yeah. getting rid of Cody in that move. I think that that's why the the closest that we've gotten to something like that. Cold blooded and keeping the other idol yeah. and keeping yeah. it secret, secret, just stealing someone's idol. This was a pretty good player. It's, I guess now more so, it's just literally all about timing because I mean, it was always, it's always about when you do things and timing wise, but I just feel like now if if you're two days early on a move, you're like, you're gone because everybody everybody just quickly realizes that, that you're, you're going to win if, if, if you, if you pull off a move like that. Because it's, it's it almost comes down to whoever whoever has the whoever pulls off the best move is the biggest threat, mm-hmm. and like it's just like uh, forty three, I think it was whatever year uh, Marianne won. I think it was forty three or forty two. Forty two. Um, we had three or four straight weeks of people making big moves and just like one upping one upping each other, and it was great. But it, it also it just felt like that we were just slowly whittling down more and more mm-hmm. because. Yeah. And the good players were, were leaving until you know a, a good player was left because mm-hmm. they because yeah. they waited long enough. Um, yeah, the, I, the inherited win equity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. on that, people would like kill the current first place winner and absorb their power. Yeah, it's, it's like the, 
Agario game where you're yeah, like, yeah, eating exactly. the, you, you eat the biggest guy and then you you gain all of his uh, his points. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's not that's not saying that Marianne wasn't like a deserving winner, but like I mean, For look sure at look, the right move at the right time. Well, look what happened two seasons later with Gabler, and then you know the same season you have Cody and and um, uh, uh, who is uh, so if you want to talk undeserving winners, let's talk about Gabler. No, <laughs> kidding, uh, of course. Um, I'm, still, I'm still whatever on Gabler's win, but um, that's another dramatic thing that everybody thinks that Gabler is the worst winner of all time, still, which is uh, not not true. He's not the worst winner of all time. Yeah, not um, all time. Yeah, I think. Era, yes. Uh, oh, for sure. Um, I'm not going to keep naming names, but yeah. Uh, so th- that, that is depressing as a whole to think about is that like, I just don't know if we'll ever get iconic moves and wins like that, that are uh, as, uh, as tasty as they were back then. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I agree. There's, there's probably not going to be like a, uh, like a one great coordinated, you know, Uber strategist stomps their way to the end and like, gets it. like Jesse was the closest they were going to get and he still fell short. Uh, like, so, or like Jer- when Jeremy won second chance, mm-hmm. like that was o- that was over with like with like th- four like three or four votes left to go. Uh, I still had Wentworth to get through at the very end. True, but I feel like now spoiler more than anything. Now everyone everyone would see Jeremy and just immediately be like, nope, he's gonna win. Nope. I do wonder if that's like a uh, a factor with editing two in terms of like them trying to hide winners more because you could probably tell a similar story in second chances as to like the Marianne story where Jeremy is like a very muted player for most of the season and you build up players like Wentworth and Kimmy more and like you know uh like even like make it less apparent that the jury despises that Spencer and Tasha uh like i think that like they could have edited that season to like make it way less obvious that jeremy was the winner from like way early on and probably had like a similar arc to like the marianne thing right like if if like kimmy was built up in the same way that like omer was you know maybe we're saying the same thing so i don't know i think maybe it's just maybe it's less a uh a change in the way that people are playing the game and more just like a, a change in the way the story is being told to try to like make the winner less obvious. Right. Yeah. I, I, I could, I could see it being both too. Both like kind of like offsetting each other. Um, mm-hmm. That situation. Yeah. It's funny too. Cause I knew Jeremy won that season, but there were a few votes towards the end there where I was like, Oh wait, did I misread something? Um, but yeah, that's my favorite season too. So. The random throw it out there. So those yeah. segments. I've never rewatched it though. I gotta. I have, I have to rewatch it. Him, uh, him playing the idol at final six was pretty great. You know the. Ooh, <laughs> do I? Do I not? And then. Yeah, and then Jeff brings to the chalkboard and teaches us. Yeah. About how the rules of the game work. <laughs> oh man! All right, let's talk some bellow. Uh, Bruce is off the wall. Just he's. Who knew Bruce was a, a bits guy? He's just always doing bits at every moment. So, th- this him doing bits is a bit right. Like it's like a self aware. It's like a meta self aware thing. Yeah, he's right. like He's like you know I'm gonna do these like stupid bits to like try and you know 
make people like me one and like make them think that I'm not a threat. Right? That's that's what's happening. Yeah. I just want to make sure. That's his intention, yeah. Okay. I can't it's figure out he's older on that tribe. Yeah. There's kind of like an inception going on right now with Bruce. Is that I'm not sure if part of the meta play is that Bruce himself thinks that this is a bit when it's really not. Like, I don't know if, like, how, like, far down the rabbit hole he's gone with his whole, like, bit thing of him trying to act like a wacky uncle. And, like, maybe he is indeed a wacky uncle because he thinks this is how a wacky uncle would act. But he thinks that he's, like, normal. I, I don't know. I guess there's only other one person who's, I can truly say I don't like the game they're playing. I think it is probably Bruce for me. Um, and, like, obviously, we, did, we had no idea what kind of player he was going to end up being, but. It's like kind of hilarious. And it's especially hilarious too, um, with uh, Katura basically constantly in a confessional saying like, "I know this dude's full of shit. Nobody else can see it yet, but I'm like eventually gonna call it out." It's kind of like it's like a funny like side story in a movie or a TV show where someone's like so obsessed with realizing this one person is such a fraud, uh, even if they're like they're in no way like affecting them in their game. So like I, I actually think that's like a, a funny side story to the whole thing, and I just don't necessarily know if Bruce is playing a good game. I think as of right now, it almost borders on bad. But I mean, it's tough to tell because obviously there's no conflict going on with either of those tribes at the, at the moment, other than the fact that one of them's a lawyer, and that's like one of the worst things ever. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Kelly is one who uh, I liked a lot after this week too because I think she did something similar to Caleb of where she's not putting all her eggs in the one basket and is willing to branch out onto uh, two, two different alliances to keep herself safe. Um, Kelly is another player where we talk about, we're pretty sure Emily will make the merge. I think Kelly's definitely another one I can see going very, very far just based on early, very, very brief glimpses of, of her, of her game uh, that I like. I like a lot. I think that she is kind of like, and she said it too. She's, 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 uh, got kind of two different um, sides uh, of the spectrum with her between Katura and um, and Kendra, um, where they seem kind of like two different players, but they're closely aligned. And she's in the middle, kind of being able to control them. Um, and once again, we got maybe like what ten minutes of that, so it's tough to like see to tell if she's really doing that or not. But I like her a lot. Um, I, I put her near Drew, of of who who I think is is up there a lot, along with Emily and Caleb. Um, so that's like my takeaway from, from, from this tribe is that I think that she is definitely someone to watch and my, and our boy Tyson, that was his winner, winner pick. And I kind of wonder maybe if that was, that was an educated, uh, an educated pick going, going into this, but, um, love her. Yeah. A, I think she was I, a pretty common winner pick that I saw as well. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully so there spoilers. Cause that would be really I, sucky. I don't know. There's <laughs> seemingly been spoilers like every single season, uh, uh, like the 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 Gabler hype train, the Reddit. I think that was a uh, for sure a, uh, a a an inside job. Um, but that, that that was my takeaway from this tribe is that I don't know I don't know what is going on in Bruce's head at the moment, or if he's like kind of losing his mind. But I, I like Kelly a, a lot. I mean, traumatic brain injuries are no joke. Mm. So, and, uh, and yeah, it would be very funny if like. It turns out that he was not like this before he smashed his head on the driver. <laughs> yeah. It'd be funny, but also like incredibly bad. Yeah. Of, like Bruce is just like always stuck on the island. Like it's a lot. Yeah. Like Bruce yeah. can never leave. <laughs> yeah, 
Bruce is actually a very serious uh, <laughs> man before uh, he smashed his head on Survivor. But uh, yeah, and I I love one-sided beefs in reality TV. Um, well, I love one-sided beefs in general. Especially in general, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's nothing better than uh, Steve Moses just hating his, his uh, Becky, Becky, right? Yeah. There's on Big Brother, this guy just hated this girl. She didn't do anything to him, but it was like in this his nemesis. Yeah. <laughs> just like so funny. I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I mean, like when when uh, when we were describing it, I also had the Steve and Becky thing run through my brain. So we're on the same page there, Brian. Uh, a lot of fun. This is so um, good. I do think that with the Kelly thing, something to point out is with these six person tribes, with how often it seems to split down gender lines especially like as kind of a like a you know immediate knee-jerk reaction to like oh let's find people i'm socially close to uh it, it seems like the uh like less traditionally masculine men and less traditionally feminine women have like this kind of almost inherent advantage in that social department that we see here where you have brando who's like this like scrawny like you know, not alpha dude at all mm -hmm. uh, with like these other two alpha dudes on the tribe. And he's like able to more easily uh, like cozy up with the women and create this like four person group with them. And then you have Kelly on the other side who is able to do the opposite in reverse with the men and form this other alliance. And they, by doing this, just naturally create this duo in the middle uh with these other two duos on either side which is like the best position you can be in a sex person tribe uh so yeah I, I i think that's something interesting to point out uh where you have that like uh di dynamic yeah it's uh it's it makes sense right like mm -hmm. you know there's there's just so few people on these tribes that like you're grasping at anything, any any overlap of the Venn diagram of personalities and, you know, the people who have more diverse personalities in terms of gender stereotypes will have more, you know, how to describe it, like more possible connections between more people. I think we also on this season have more like just – at least seemingly have more like normal down to earth type people where he's like, where like, like Kelly and Brando just seem like they're, they're just normal people like navigating in between. And like, no one really seems they're, they're like overly, you know, they're overly like one thing or another. It, it just seems like we just, which I guess is a true social experiment where you have like people that are naturally like not embraced to like uh, this sort of um, not ideology, but just like they're, they're, either overly zany or like they're, they're just too, they're too committed to being like this mastermind the pulling it in. Like we said, it really does seem like it's usually just this split um, down the middle of whether it's like all women or whether it's all men um, uh, or, you know, all, all lawyers, God forbid. Uh, it's so it, it just seems like, like a normal social, social situation where like, yeah, I get along with everyone. So I'm going to maneuver it. I'm not going to go because I'm a girl over here. Um, and I think that that's, it is very smart. I'm glad you called out Brando too, because I, I mean, he literally basically, I guess, did, did the same thing that, that, that Kelly did, which was, um, 
leave their safe group to kind of go and and uh, potentially form another safety alliance with, with uh, another tribe. I guess I'm not I'm not as convinced that he could be there at the merge that I am with her. Um, but this is another tribe too that it's it's tough. I guess they're probably tribe B to to Reba's tribe A of uh, who I think will uh, will could be going to tribal where and obviously. Uh, the Lulu losers are, are tribe C to that. Um, but those, I guess those are two players that I, I like a lot out of, out of that, that mix too. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think like, it, it's like, uh, I don't know that Brando and Kelly in like most circumstances would think to naturally align with each other, but because of the way the positioning kind of, you know, tease itself out, they both kind of realized, hey, we're in the same spot. So we're kind of like, you know, by necessity going to have to work together to make decisions. Otherwise, we're going to be in like a split vote situation. So we should form like an alliance. And we're kind of like, we're kind of uh, circumstantially in this like marriage of convenience. So let's work together. It's, a, it's like it's like going to work and like you're in your in your on your team or like three people you otherwise never probably would have socialized with. And then two weeks later, you're like best friends. Um, it really is like that type of situation where I think you're probably right. There probably are two people that would, uh, that seemingly wouldn't mix, um, whether in the real world or, or in game, but they're smart enough to recognize, uh, it's what, it's what they need to do. Um, so yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And I will say Dylan, to your point of being like more down to earth people, I feel like it'd be so hard to go on a season with someone like Jake for me to not want to immediately like bro down with him for a being, you know, from Massachusetts, it's like they found a very Boston guy to mm-hmm. be there. And it just like, feels very like familiar. Like all of us know a lot of Jake's yeah. in our lives. I think it's just really nice too to have, to have people that are clearly there to play a game, realize they're playing a game like, but they're not, they're not, like I said, they're on two different sides where it's like they're overly confident. You know, they watch every single season of Survivor. They know what they're doing. You know, I'm going to overplay this or overthink that. Or there's someone else on the other spectrum that's just like completely like helpless and they just like fall ass first into like an alliance. Like it, it just seems like there are a lot of people there that are there to to play a game and, and they're able to make it super entertaining. Where like before in previous seasons, I brought up before, everything just felt like so forced and artificial from like a player's perspective of like uh they were basically they were the like main character syndromes a lot with a lot of <laughs> previous seasons where this season it just doesn't feel like that there's kind of people that are like i said i mean the social experiment aspect it really does feel like on that side that there were that we do have a more natural flow and i think that's why the this cast uh and this season works so well to me to this point it's just it, everything seems way more natural uh than the past previous couple seasons have yeah yeah, we'll see um, how it goes, and hopefully it stays like this. I hope Jake doesn't get Metafact next episode. Yeah, I'd be extremely disappointing for my winner pick to be Metafact, but uh, it almost looks like he falls into the fire in the preview, which not great. I, it, it, I think my like first inclination was like smoke inhalation. Uh, but he also kind of looked like he was having like a seizure, but it was very quick clip. So it's kind of hard to know. So, I mean, he's on Twitter making jokes and stuff, so he's fine in real life, but, uh, hopefully not too bad 
the next episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't want to point it out, though. Last person on Survivor that fell in the fire. No, we, we don't. Yeah. Have to there. They're in prison now. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. I hope it's not uh, that. I hope it's not that either. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so, do we want to talk about the travel council at all? Or have we kind of gone through it? What do you guys think? I think, I think from my perspective, I think it was pretty straightforward. I think if anything, we just, like I said, we saw, we saw Emily's game go up and it was very clearly, we saw Brandon's game go down. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like, boy comment. I assume that's what you're referring oh, to God, earlier. That's tough. <laughs> Jeff, uh, you know, so my, one thing I don't want to forget though, is the, the one thing that the one my, what I brought up earlier, my complaint of Jeff was Jeff saying that Hannah was voted out. I know <laughs> technically, technically <laughs> it was, but I, I, I think it's 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 misleading to the other tribes that weren't there, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. almost purposely for no reason to say that she was voted out. Mm-hmm. And they like, wanted that moment of like, oh my god, they didn't vote out Brandon. <laughs> I, I think, and I guess I just don't know why, because I guess like it was a vote, but it wasn't a vote um, type thing. Where I just don't know why. I think it's more impactful to say Hannah bailed. I don't know. I don't know if they're trying to keep. I think it would take the air out a little bit. Of like first time seeing a new Lulu tribe, Hannah quit, and people would be like, "Whoa!" But people would be like, "That's so whack!" Like she quit. <laughs> just first person. I do, whether it's a self-imposed leash or not, or like, or not, or just like current world circumstances leash. I, I do think that Jeff, like we like I said last week, is way more tame about that whole thing than than yes. he would have been. Yeah. It's totally different to say you quit Survivor and to say you're voted out from Survivor. Do you think that he wanted the vote partially because that would allow him to tell the other tribes that she was voted out so that it wouldn't take the wind out of people's sails and be like, what the fuck? Yeah, I think so. Maybe. Um, I I do have a problem with how Jeff did that whole thing. Like, I think Mm -hmm. If you're gonna vote, it should be a vote, not yeah. a yeah, we verbal vote. But yeah, um, regardless, I don't know. I guess it, you know, very, 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 very different circumstances, but similar uh, to how Varner was voted off of uh, Game Changers, where they, they voted Varner off, but it also was a little bit Jeff Probs ejecting Varner from the season. Yeah. There was also, but there was no, two different circumstances though, where there was no chance Varner was not going to go home after what he did. Sure. Where I still, I still felt like there was, I still felt like there, there was a chance they could have not voted for Hannah. Oh, I don't think there was a chance they were going to not vote for Hannah. I think if Hannah didn't like be like, I am leaving, whether you like it or not, that you would not have voted Hannah out. I, I guess I, I guess yeah I, I I don't I don't exactly mean that I mean I mean whereas like um, yeah I guess that's a point too yeah if she's basically threatening like I'm gonna leave no matter what yeah um, I think that's basically what then that makes sense my my thought was like they don't they don't vote her out they vote out Brandon or Emily and, and she's like yeah. no yeah I'll stay type situation where like yeah Varna was going home no matter what <laughs> whether it was vote or not mm-hmm. no matter yeah. What. yeah I mean it also like the other instance that comes to mind is like. Probably like less, even less formal would be like the Brandon Hans 2.0 in Caramoan, uh, which happened at the challenge. Uh, because, yeah, but like, I feel like in those cases, like, production just needs to grow a pair and like eject people. Like, yes, 
<laughs> I don't know. I feel like Big Brother is. Uh, yeah, Big yeah. Brother will bring them into the diary room, and you'll never see them again. Yeah, and that's the right way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they get they did uh, Dan Spilo. That's what yeah, I mean. eventually. Yeah, eventually. Yeah, they should have done it earlier. Uh, but uh, no, yeah, I agree, Ben. I think they should just kind of be like, okay, no, you're out of this game. Like, mm-hmm. it's a game, and we're the you know we're the people who make the rules and enforce them. So mm-hmm. you're out because <laughs> the the only like redeemable thing about the Brandon Head situation was Randall being like, Jeff, can you do the like fans win immunity thing? <laughs> <laughs> it was completely <laughs> just so bad. I don't know why he yeah. did that, but that was really funny. Um <laughs> I'm pretty sure Randall also worked in finance though, so I think it makes sense why well, yeah. but uh <laughs> yeah. you know, like <laughs> incapable of reading the room. <laughs> but yeah um I think yeah, the other reason they did the verbal vote was so Jeff could say Hannah was voted off of this. Um, and I think if it was later in the season, they would have just let Hannah quit straight up. You know? Mm-hmm. Just not first. They can't have that be the first boot. Yeah, it's embarrassing for the show. It's very embarrassing. Reflects really poorly on casting. Um, I think. I think. Uh, I think that's only... I think only, that's only internally. I think the embarrassment is clearly no matter what. Because it's clearly shown that she was she didn't want to be there and mm-hmm. what's going on. So mm-hmm. yeah. Hey, Adam Klein's clients would never, Jeff. I don't know if you guys saw that whole yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So stupid. So it's so stupid. Do we um, know do we know who is who is the uh who yeah, Brandon oh, one of them. Yeah, Brandon Caleb. Was another one, Brandon and Brando. Yes, and Caleb was a third. Mm. I mean, two of the three of those are probably like top five players this season right now. I'd say, right. So. And look, Adam is an incredibly smart guy and very underrated at Survivor, in my opinion. So I think he has a very good grasp on what like can get you onto this show. So if you're gonna try to get on and you want to pay Adam, I think isn't the worst thing to do i don't i don't hate it because i think it just also reflects like the current state of like what survivor is is that it's right. less it's less of of what it was when it originally started of being this like uh this genuine social experiment where now it's you know i think i do believe that there's people getting on there because they generally have been wanting to get on there their whole life but i think you also have other people realizing the maybe the the potential like opportunities that it could also bring you going down the yeah. road. Yeah. I mean, look, it's like 80, maybe 85% white collar people on survivor now. So it's like, we're, we're far cry away from 16 people from different walks of life, you know, tagline. Yeah. You're, if you're like even a remotely physical player or uh, somebody, somebody likes, you're like almost guaranteed to be able to get into like a season of the challenge or something like that after survivor. So it's like you're like setting down a career path at that point. That is a good point. I don't see anyone on this cast who immediately jumps out to me as being someone who's going to get cast on the challenge. I think Austin is pretty. Oh, high. Austin! Yeah, that's that's a great point. I forgot about JT, new JT. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think we'll see Brandon on the challenge. 
It could be pretty I, funny. I would like to. <laughs> Sifu is maybe another one I can see them. Sifu would be fun. Maybe. Yeah. He's jacked. Um, you know, I've been watching the Challenge USA this year, and those challenges are really hard. Mm-hmm. Like, way harder than a lot of Survivor challenges. Yeah, it's just depending also- on... Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say because they're also like they're pulled. They, they've had like three or four winners go on go on to play that, mm-hmm. which is like I feel like you win Survivor. You're kind of like there's no going on top of that. But you've had like you've had multiple winners go on to that show after. It's like the challenge is pretty cushy. It literally, <laughs> it. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's because I. I wonder. I think it's just because it's like it's been on forever. Given Survivor has too, but I think maybe coming from MTV, it almost seems, and it is. I guess still so. B list to survivors A list, but it's uh, it's just as wild to see people just almost immediately go from playing Survivor to now going to play. They, they played more seasons I, on, listen, on the I, challenge. If I was going like in this day and age, if I was going on one of these shows, I would also go on the challenge. After that sounds sick, yeah. you know. I, why do I want to work an office job when I can film no, for sure. television for sure. shows? I mean, look, look at like uh like Alyssa Snyder, right? Mm-hmm. Like. One of the most irrelevant players in the last season of Big Brother. Mm. She's on a challenge now. I don't know why, but she's like good for her. Like I don't know how she swung that. Oh, agreed. It's it's great, and uh, you know it. <laughs> Chris from Edge of Extinctions on it, mm. and he one he horrible <laughs> gameplay, just like in Edge of Extinction, but a really compelling character that I, I'm really happy we're getting more of. Mm-hmm. So I'm all for this survivor slash big brother to the challenge pipeline that's happening right now. I don't know how fans of the challenge, like who have been fans of the challenge since it was real world versus road rules feel about it. But I, I think it's great. I, I haven't really watched it, but I was a big fan of real world versus road rules. Do they still do like the house though? They still do like the, 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 the all the, like the, like, is it half at the house, half the actual challenge or just like all challenges? Um, these, I mean, in the challenge USA, they live in a house together still. Okay, so uh, there is like yeah, still they go out, like aspect. partying. Yeah. Okay, I was so I the only clips I've seen have been from like challenges and stuff. So I didn't know there was still like an actual social. Aspect yeah, there is. There is for sure, but I think because the challenge USA is like including a lot of Big Brother players, a lot of Survivor, and like a few challenge vets is very like meta and and gamey, probably more so than the regular challenges just like a like a reality circle jerk basically where you get to go after you die in your original yeah reality life i mean there's a bunch of those now i mean like the i saw the we talked about the villain house before mm-hmm. it's like coming through there's uh, a commercial for it last yeah, night commercial for it yep and then also we have rating trader season two which is like a fucking insanely stacked cast yep uh we have uh boss robert's uh, uh like uh you know not on it but he was like uh rumored rumored he's gonna be on he's gonna be on deal or no deal island or something yeah okay (laughs) uh that too but we have both sandra and parvati are gonna be on uh you know uh and janelle yeah janelle you have dan kiesling oh my god yeah what the fuck that's so it's, it's a hugely stacked cast. A bunch of like uh, like famous people from other uh, big reality TV shows. You have Johnny Bananas, Trishel, like a lot of like really big names. So yeah, and then we got uh, 
we got Love Island games happening. So if you're a Love Island fan, um, I bought uh, Peacock to watch the Traders, um, and I felt like Jenny's been crushing Love Island. I've, I've been watching it too. Pretty pretty entertaining show, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've watched it. Like... the trashy reality itch in my brain, you know? Yeah. So, anyways, Brandon, um, you seem to have a really great attitude, <laughs> given everything that's happened, and I think that's the important thing. It seems like he got what he wanted out of the experience, and now he can spend time guesting on uh, podcasts like this, but probably more like RHAP. <laughs> or, it's, or, or it's a never-meet-your-hero situation that ruined his life. One or the other. Well, no, I mean, after he got voted out, he's like, this was a, still a really great thing, and, and, and if you're a fan, you should definitely still apply. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like if, if that's your takeaway after... After what, how it went? Yeah, after, like, basically, like, the uh, like a four-day slow-moving train wreck, like, uh, I don't know, I, I feel like that's a pretty good endorsement of the show. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Oh, like, oh, let's... let's Let's see what he says now, though. Now that he's yeah, he's sort of I've, I've yeah. seen him on some podcasts today, doing exit press, and he seems like in very good spirits about the whole experience. So, mm-hmm. still and very I good think, friend of the show. Let's get him on. I mean, open door. <laughs> <laughs> anytime you you can have my spot if that's what needs to happen. I mean, look, uh, you know, Brian and I were like we with. Uh, as far as BB twenty three, you know, we were like, oh, let's, you know, we have, uh, uh, like, uh, like, I have a mutual friend with Claire, uh, um, Claire uh, Reefus, who's on uh, that season, and then went on with uh, her boyfriend Derek to win the Amazing Race. Yeah, uh, we, 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 we were, we were like, you know, won the Amazing Race, and now it's like, I feel like she's too big. Yeah, too big for us now. Yeah, why would she ever uh, come on? We didn't, we didn't have that. like, we didn't have uh, like my friend Sarah, who was a uh, really mm-hmm. good friend with Claire on uh, the Have Not Room that season, uh, it, early on. Dang, that, that episode went yeah. crazy. <laughs> so. Um, anyways, yeah, no, Brandon, like I said, open door if you're if you're looking to slum it. With us, please. We'll make you even a title thing like this. Mm. Oh, man. Yeah, anything else you guys wanted to talk about in this one? Uh, no, really. I, I think it's a testament to the, the, how much there is to talk about with the show, though, that we I think we recorded a longer episode this week than we did last week. So mm-hmm. yeah. I'm loving it. Talk like about. you said, Dylan, people have been harsh on it. I, and I feel like for one of the first times ever, I'm not that harsh on this at all. At all. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm loving this. Like this is such a positive step for Survivor to take. Yeah, I agree. Big step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least so far. Obviously, like it's only two two episodes in. You know, I don't want to like, I I don't want to oversell it uh, when you know there's uh, so many episodes left for it to you know disappoint. Uh, but for right now, definitely uh, uh, thumbs up. And uh, if you somehow are not tired of hearing about Survivor from this podcast, Dylan and I, I don't know, Ben, if you're going to join. I know you haven't played I, I have, the game. I have very little yeah. I could yeah. offer, so I don't think I'm going to be joining. But uh, you guys still have some fun. <laughs> yeah. There's a new Survivor video game that came out. Dylan and I are going to talk about our early impressions of it uh, and whether or not you should buy it as a Survivor fan. So that should be up. I'm probably going to upload them both 
this the same night so that should already be on the channel when you're listening to this uh and uh yeah other than that you guys want to promote stuff say where to follow you all that uh yeah you can follow me on twitter uh at ben sharon i think i put out one tweet uh since uh, the last episode so you know really cranking them out Oh, sorry. Sorry, I was pulling up all my notes on Castaway Island. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Follow all the handles that Brian's going to plug. Um, mm-hmm. You can follow my Twitter at DJ Cleverlang if you want. I really don't go on there as much anymore, but when I do, I put out nothing but bangers. Um, <laughs> Brian Kelly tweet got like Brian, you got like 600, that was a good one. I do, uh, when I do go on there, I, I produce quality content. Um, I honestly only watch LSU rooting for them to lose just because I know it will make you happy that LSU loses. That means a whole lot to me, so thank you. And I hope people feel the same way about Alabama for me with my beef with Nick Saban. When Alabama loses, I win. So I haven't won a lot uh, in the last <laughs> 15 years. But once every couple of years when you lose a really important game, it's just like, this is, this is the stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Anyways, I mean, follow. look, you can't you can't be too mad about the Dolphins last week, though. At least, yeah, it's like an almost almost uh, historically making game. So, yeah, and then they <laughs> turned right around and lost to Buffalo again. Okay, well, you know, it's Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, Josh Allen. Yeah, he's a, he's a fucking you know, freak of nature. Finn fans don't listen to this part. Josh Allen kind of owns the Dolphins. The um. <laughs> It's the Bears crazy. are currently up twenty-seven-three on the on the what Commanders at halftime. So oh damn, I, gotta, I did not see that coming. Field, I, Field, uh, Fields already has three uh, touchdowns. Friend of uh, friend of the the uh, the podcast for Wicked Good Sports, uh, Chris. Uh, I know he put out a pretty big bet for the Bears to win. So oh, let's he, go. I, I was reading that message correctly. I like skimmed it, so I think uh, he might be uh, looking at a nice payday today. I yeah, I wasn't worried about recording tonight because I was like, there's no way in hell I'm gonna subject myself to the Bears and Commanders on Thursday yeah. night football. A real throwback to the kind of matchups that they used to exclusively put on Thursday nights. I don't know how many times I had to watch the very bad Titans versus the very bad Jaguars. It felt like both of their games every season was on Thursday night. Oh man. All right. Yeah. So, anyways, follow me on Twitter at the fake mark, BMARR channels on Twitter at WG Everything, uh, Instagram, Wicked Everything, Twitch, Twitch.tv slash Wicked Everything. I will stream the Survivor game on our Twitch and I will try to do more Twitch stuff. I miss streaming so much, even though it's not something I've done a ton, but every time I do it, I'm like, this is the best thing ever uh, and I should do it more. So please subscribe to our Twitch or I guess follow the Twitch there and uh, yeah, subscribe to the channel, Better Radio. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you in the next one.